All right, welcome back into Car Radio. You're on 910 AM with Henry Payne, auto columnist for the Detroit News. Uh, kicking off our second hour here, give us a call, 313-778-7600, if you want to join the conversation. And we are joined by John Heinrich. Um great racer, uh, great um, uh, great uh, Corvette uh, expert over the years uh, here at General Motors. John just racked up his 16th 1-6. 16th SCCA National Championship down in Indianapolis this year. John, how are you? Good afternoon, Henry. I'm doing great. How about you? Doing good. Great to have you on the program. Um, you're down in San Leon Island in uh, in Texas, I believe. They got racetracks down there. Yeah, they do. And right now, I'm sitting at uh, at the shop where we have uh, Jim Sandberg's vintage '69 uh, Corvette, getting it prepped for running over at Coda in Austin. <laughs> that sounds like a good place to go. I love Coda, one of the uh, great tra- uh, great racetracks in this uh, in this country. Um, uh, John, the um, uh, you, you've uh, you've won uh, SCCA championships uh, for years, uh, mostly in uh, General Motors vehicles. Uh, you've gotten a taste for a Toyota '86 the last couple of years. What's what's going on with Toyota? Well, it just uh, turned out to be uh, a car that the uh, the owner of the team, Drew Sloto, down in Florida, had been running uh, various different cars in SCCA, and uh, he thought that the Toyota would be a good car in T4 in the Touring 4 group, and uh, it turned out to be pretty darn good. We won a couple championships with it. <laughs> yeah, you know, our uh, buddy Bob Lutz must be uh... – that must be uh, grinding his teeth. He's uh, uh, got one of his old buddies uh, gone from a, a, a Corvette to a Toyota 86. <laughs> but that's a uh, <laughs> it's a uh, it's a fabulous little car. I've I've driven the uh, production vehicle um, on track as well as on road, and I imagine it it trans- translates pretty good to uh, to a T4 race car. Yeah, it does. It makes a great race car. The uh, main competitors there are the RX-8 and the uh, Mazda MX-5. Those are both uh, pretty formidable competitors. Uh, but uh, we, so far, we've been able to uh, take care of them. Yeah, we were uh, talking to a competitor of yours uh, a couple weeks ago on the program uh, who finished fifth in that race in a Mazda uh, MX-5 Um and uh, he's a, a buddy of mine, races uh, uh, down at Road Atlanta uh, quite, uh, quite a bit. And, uh, yeah, he was talking about that. I mean, this is, this is really a very diverse uh, field. you got uh, all kinds of stuff in there, not just uh, the MX-5s and the Toyotas. you got BMWs. you got Mazdas. Uh, talk, to, uh, talk about T, T4 a little bit. Yeah, even a couple of Mustangs in there. Well, they, they – uh... Pretty much, uh, I'd call it a uh, horsepower to weight ratio that they look at on the cars to do the balance of performance. Um, and it, uh, it, it's made up a lot of uh, some of the cars that used to be in some of the showroom stock uh, classes back a number of years. But Touring 4 is the slowest of the Touring classes. is Touring 1, 2, 3, and 4. And uh, these cars are somewhere in the... Uh, 150 to 225 horsepower class with weights that uh, uh, 
you know, would go along with the horsepower. So the Mustang, I think, is maybe one of the most powerful cars. That's a V6, and uh, it's making maybe somewhere around 220 or 225, but it has to weigh, you know, several hundred pounds more than the other cars. And then you go, like, to the Mazda uh, MX-5s, those only weigh about 2,600, and I think they're maybe 150 horsepower, and the Toyota has to weigh 3,000 pounds. So there's quite a diversity of weight as well as uh, engine types and power. And so far they've all been nationally aspirated and still recently here. Now they're starting to put a few of the uh, turbo cards in that class as well. I believe the BMW is a turbocharged. Yeah, so it's a wonderful, uh, wonderful race to watch. I think you guys had 70 cars um, in, in this race at, at Indianapolis uh, Motor Speedway running the, uh, the Indy track backwards uh, with the road, road course. And, uh, and, and uh, this year you, you, you had to fight through the field a little bit to, uh, to win. Uh, t- talk about the race a little bit. Yeah, I, I ended up qualifying six. I think that's the lowest I've qualified in uh, T4 with the uh, Toyota, uh, mostly because uh, the other guys have just picked it up. The RX-8s have gotten a lot faster, and the uh, MX-5s are, are right there. So it was uh, pretty tight, and we didn't have the best of qualifying during the week. Uh, we ran test day on Saturday, and then starting on Monday or Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday, we had the uh, three days of qualifying. So you actually run once a day. Uh, for three days, and you take your best time out of all three days, and then that becomes your starting time uh, and position. So I was in position six for the start of the race. Um, but the the race, if you if you looked at the race and watched uh, watched it, you come down the straightaway and it's fairly wide, and then it narrows down into a really tight, very slow turn one. And I was uh, pretty sure there was uh, going to be some incidents in turn one, and sure enough. I'm uh, heading down there, and I, I moved over to the left side of the track, which would be on the outside, and uh, a lot of cars were just piling into the inside, and you could tell there were a lot more cars in there than the track was going to be able to handle. And uh, sure enough, they started uh, they started uh, hitting one another, and I ended up just driving around the outside and came out in third right, up, right after the first turn. <laughs> yeah, that's uh... – that's generally a good strategy. We were talking to Bobby Sack, uh, who, who won uh, last week, who won uh, his second straight uh, Spec Racer Ford uh, uh, a national championship there, and, and uh, he used the same strategy, just uh, stayed left and uh, go around turn one, and all of a sudden you're right there in the apex for turn two. It's a pretty good strategy. But, uh, you know, whenever you, you watch a race there, whether it's SCCA or whether it's the IndyCar boys, yeah, you just hold your breath in turn one because uh, it's it, it, it's too small a turn for all the cars coming down that straightaway. Yeah. So the, we had a yellow flag, uh, you know, pace car right after that because they had quite a, a number of cars were involved in the incident there. And we got that all cleaned up and had another restart, and I did the same thing and, and uh, came out second after that one. And then uh, just a few turns uh, after that, the guy who was in first had a tire go down, and so I took over first place then, and then I was able to keep first for the rest of the race. Yeah, that's a tremendous win. You've uh, you've driven uh, a lot of national championships. Um, uh, I've I've, I've uh, raced at uh, the Indianapolis Road Course a number of times. I mean, there's not, I, I get goosebumps every time 
I walk into that place. It's just the, it's the cathedral of American motorsport. How do you, but how do you like the uh, track compared to some of the others where you've raced national championships? Well, I'd say from uh, just what you're talking about with the track, just the fact that Indy is Indy, is Indy um, that makes it awfully special. We also ran Daytona here a few years ago. I think it was 2015 or 16 we ran down to Daytona. And those are Daytona and Indy are such a mecca for all uh, all the gearheads that uh, it's pretty, something pretty special when you get to go there and race. Now, in terms of the actual road course, it wouldn't be my favorite road course because it tends to be kind of flat and uh, not as much character. But just being at Indy makes up for all of that and makes it really something special. Yeah, yeah, it's a spectacular place to race. So uh, looking back over your uh, SCCA career, I think your first uh, national championship was in uh, Camaro, 1991, down at Road Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken. Not, not mistaken. But then you 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 started winning uh, national championships in in, um, in, in bushels. Uh, you would. Um, uh, you, you've often raced in, in multiple classes, is that correct? Yeah, I, I've uh, raced in quite a few different classes. I think my championships, well, the first one I won was uh, in a, actually a Corvette. It was a GT1 Corvette, so which is the fastest okay. uh, uh, door slammer class in, in SCCA. Uh, so that was my first one. And then I, I wasn't running SCCA nationals for a few years and started it up again around, uh, I think it was uh, the year 2000. And then virtually every year since 2000, I was running one or two cars. I ran uh, uh, Corvettes in the Touring 1 class, and I won five of those in a row from, uh, I believe it was 2000 until uh, 2005 or six. And then I was also running a Camaro or a Firebird of the uh, 2000-2002 vintage in the A sedan class. And I've won... Uh, I, I think five or six. I, I can't remember the number exactly, Henry, but it's. Uh, I think it's six of them in. I think it's six of them in the A sedan class, and then I've uh, I've won a few front wheel drive also. Uh, one was in a Cobalt in uh, in what was the uh, showroom stock C class at that time, and yep. then I also won one in uh, B step class, which is uh, got to be. If it isn't the slowest, it's one of the slowest classes in SCCA, and that was uh, driving a Chevy Sonic. Yeah, yeah, that's quite quite a variety of uh, vehicle. Uh, during the 2000s, I think you were were you uh, uh, chief performance engineer for the Corvette? Was that right? Well, I was. Uh, I worked on Corvette uh, for quite a few years. I think it was 17 or 18 years working on the C4 uh, Corvette, and then also on the C5 Corvette back in uh, 97, 98, and uh, then was working on uh, Camaro and Firebird. I was a chief engineer on Camaro Firebird for a couple of years there, and then after that, um, I started uh, a new project, which was the GM Performance Division at GM, and and there we did. Uh, basically all the performance vehicles for the different divisions, like the uh, Cadillac uh, V-Series cars and the Chevy SSs. Uh, we did all of those uh, up until my retirement in, in uh, 2008. So that was that was probably the best part of my whole career at GM was doing all those projects in the performance division. Yeah, it must, it must have been exciting for you, too, to, to get some of that uh, track to uh, – 
production transfer. You're racing the cars in uh, SCCA and then uh, and then uh, uh, building them and uh, developing for GM at the time. But I'm, I'm curious your thoughts on the um, the Corvette C8, the first mid-engine Corvette, and whether we're going to see start to see that in uh, SCCA classes. Well, I would expect that we will. Um, it's uh, it's quite a car, I tell you. It's it's the car that uh, all the engineers at GM from the time I started there wanted to do, and finally got to do it um, after one of these years. And it's a it's a very phenomenal car. It's of course the Corvette has always been about uh, a lot of performance, and especially a lot of performance for the price. So the value equation is really good. And and you look at the price of the C8 in the mid-engine. Uh, field of cars out there, and it's really a bargain and just a hell of a nice car. I can't wait till the next one comes, the uh, Z06 next spring. That's going to be quite a piece. Oh yeah, yeah, I can't can't wait to. Riding along in my automobile, my baby beside me at the wheel. I stole a kiss at the turn of a mile. Curiosity running wild Cruising and playing the radio With no particular place to go Riding along in my automobile I was anxious to tell her the way I feel So I told her softly and sincere And she leaned and whispered in my ear Yeah, sorry about that. We uh, lost the connection. You still there, John? Yeah, I'm here. Yep. Can you hear me? Yeah, sorry about that. A little, yeah, a little, little uh, hiccup on my end there. Yeah, the uh, yeah, really looking forward to that uh, uh, that new Corvette uh, Z06 with the uh, with the, uh, the 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 first overhead cam engine. That's going to be something. About eighty yeah. eighty six hundred RPM, I think. Yeah, I think it's eighty six hundred, and uh, and uh, it's going to be really fast. And I. I'm hoping to have one myself uh, within a year, and so I'm really looking forward to that. And, and the opportunity to race them is, is certainly there, and it's just a matter of uh, of the right person or right team picking it up and, and uh, preparing it and, and getting it out there and racing it. I, I fully expect the uh, uh, Phoenix team with Joe Aquilani, I fully expect that they'll be on top of doing that here pretty soon. Yeah, we can't wait. And uh, uh, next year, are you going to go for your 17th maybe in the uh... – SCCA Touring 4 again? That's my plan. I'm going to be running in T4, and probably I'll run in A-Sedan also this year. So um, every year it's another opportunity, and uh, hopefully I can I can uh, keep it going. I just turned 74 years old, so it's, uh, it's not getting any easier with all those young guys out there. They're pretty tough. <laughs> yeah, 74 years young. Uh, John, congratulations on your 16th title, and uh, have a great weekend. All right, we're going to take a break here, hear from our sponsors. And on the other side, we'll be uh, remembering Al Enser with, uh, with Bill Warner here on 910 AM, The Superstation. WCCCD is home to students from 74 countries and more than 120 academic and career programs. We have so much support from the staff. The environment is so friendly. All of us like, feel like home. It gives you what you need for the future. So whether you're from next door or halfway across the globe, WCCCD is your home for learning. Register now 
WCCCD, where learning leads to a better life. The day you lose your strength is the day you lose your independence. Muscle is lost with age, affecting your energy, balance, and mobility. Before you know it, you're depending on others just to get through the day. But you can't reverse and prevent muscle loss. Introducing MyoHealth, a revolutionary proven approach to increased muscle strength and function in as little as 30 days. Live life on your terms with more energy and confidence. After a serious health issue put me down, MyoHealth's getting me back up again. And doing activities that I haven't done for a long time, it really works. MyoHealth is a safe, natural dietary supplement. The result of decades of research and 24 human clinical studies. You can live stronger at any age with greater strength, mobility, balance, and energy. Call or go online now and take the MyoHealth 30-Day Strength Challenge. So you've decided to go to college. That's cool. So pop quiz, which is a better way to earn your degree? Commute to college and fill your gas tank, get stuck in traffic, drive in bad weather, try to find a parking space, walk a half mile to class, or learn online at Independence University. In the park on a bench, on the beach on a towel, or on your couch with your kid, your campus is wherever you want it to be. You don't go to college. College goes to you. That's Independence. That's Independence University. You schedule classes around your schedule and all your supplies, including a brand new laptop and tablet are included with tuition. At Independence U, you'll learn from professional instructors with real work experience. You'll get personal support in school and employment assistance when you graduate. Get your degree, but keep your life. That's Independence. That's Independence University. So if you're really smart, you call now. Call 1-800-556-7791. Independence U for an independent you. Call 1-800-556-7791. All right, welcome back into Car Radio. You're on 910 AM at Superstation. We had some sad news uh, just a couple days ago when uh, Al Unser uh, passed away. Uh, Al Unser, uh, of course, one of the uh, great American racers of all time, one of only four, um, uh, one of only four people to win the Indianapolis 500 four times, A.J. Foyt. Uh, was the first, followed by Unser, then Rick Mears, and of course, Elio Castroneves joined that rare club uh, just this year with a very emotional win at the Indy 500. We're joined by uh, Bill Warner, uh, who's the former director of the Amelia Island Concourse, who uh, knew Al Unser a little bit. Bill, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. I, I appreciate being called, Henry. Always good to speak with you. Yeah, always great to have you on the program, Bill. And and uh, do I do I have that right? Or are you am I am I calling you former director? Or are you still? I know you've sold uh, Amelia Island Concourse yeah, to Haggerty, but are you uh, are you still director? I'm an emeritus, whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that sounds very classy, uh, director emeritus. So uh, well, I can't even. Uh, you got to uh, know Alan Sir a little bit. You got to know Alan Sir a little bit over time. 
I did. He was our honoree at a million in 2017 and was back again with his brother Bobby when we did a deal on a uh, uh, seminar on uh, Offy engines, Offy motors. And he was a, a true gentleman. He was more... Uh, he was more, He was so far removed from Bobby, they, it was like they weren't brothers. I mean, they, he was really uh, a cerebral driver. I watched him race the uh, Smoky Unit Camaro. I uh, saw him race uh, in Formula 5000 against such greats as Brian Redman and Mario Andretti. And he was a very cerebral driver. He, he, uh, he, he let his driving speak for itself. Yes, uh I, I uh, was going back and forth with Brian Redman a little bit uh, uh, earlier earlier today. Brian raced him in Formula 5000. Uh, the 1970s were a time when these guys raced all kinds of different cars, and uh, he was uh, racing against Brian. And uh, Brian said, yeah, he's a very, very soft-spoken guy. Really let his, his racing do the talking for him. He was, and he... Uh was very versatile. You know, he drove the, he won the Daytona 24 hour. He, he drove, in, uh, like I said, the Unic Trans Am car. He drove Indy cars. He drove Formula 5000. He, he seemed to really adapt very easily to success in whatever he chose to race. Yeah, and you, you know, you go back and look at the careers of these guys. I mean, uh, safety, Brian Redman will tell you, has been the biggest advance in motorsport in the last uh, six decades. And I believe uh, Al Unser's first Indy 500 was 1967. And, uh, boy, there was a lot of of carnage in that era, Bill. And, uh, you know, to have uh, great racers like Bobby and Al Unser uh, uh, still around, I think, is a real accomplishment. It is. I I saw Al at uh, I guess it was Tamiami Park back when he and Junior were vying for the championship. And he he had to beat his son to win the championship. And everybody there was thinking, well, is, is Dad going to let son Bob win the championship? Is, is son going to challenge Dad for the championship? And uh, Al prevailed. He won the race, won the championship. I don't think he won the race. I think he, he finished high enough up he won the championship. Uh, that was an interesting time, you know, father against son in a, in a championship race. That was that was, uh, that was a big deal. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think they they were both on the podium at the Indy 500 when uh, Allenser Jr. won his first year. I believe Dad was number three. I mean, that must have been a really proud moment. Yeah, it, it's kind of in the same league with uh, Bobby and uh, Bobby Allison. And, uh, and his son Davey when they finished first and second at the 500. It, it's very emotional when, you're, uh, when, you, when your son is involved in challenging you for, for, for a, a record or a championship. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, Bill. You know, you've, you've uh, been around racing uh, for a long time, and you get these, uh, uh, you know, naturally you get family, uh, family follows. Uh, you've got uh, Verstappen. Uh, of course, flying for a uh, Formula One championship this weekend, uh, and uh, his his father was a very accomplished racer. But uh, boy, I, it's it's hard to think of a family dynasty uh, like the Unsers that you had. Uh, uh, you had three Indy 500 families and two generations there, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, Jerry who got killed early 
in his career. Um, one of the, I guess you could call it an, uh, ironic. I um, I had just purchased one of the IROC Camaros that Al Unser won the IROC championship in. And uh, I called him um, a little over a week ago just to talk to him. And I uh, didn't get to. He called back, and he sounded so weak. And I said, how you doing, Al? He said, not very well. And it, it, it breaks your heart because he was, he fought cancer for, I don't know, 17 years, I think they said. And uh, I, from time to time, I talked to Susan, and he was going through treatment. It was, the last years were pretty rough. Yeah, he died at uh, the age of 82, um, and he has survived uh, by his uh, son. Have you have you, uh, you seen Al Jr. recently? Uh, no, not in a few years. I saw him in Houston a few years ago. No. Um, but uh, Senior would, like I said, be, I think he was here in 17 and 19. I'm not sure. I, I'd have to check the records. But what a, what a gentleman. He was it, to have he and Bobby on the same panel was interesting because they 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 would bandy back and forth. And, and Bobby was talking about how they had a turbocharger on the Jorgensen Eagle that just was a little bit different than anybody else's. And Al looked up and said, "I always knew you were cheap." <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're uh, yeah, like you say, they sound like uh, very different. Uh, uh, personalities is the uh, uh, but uh, is, is there another Al Unser out there or is uh, Al Unser Jr. Uh, for the moment is 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 he the uh, is, is he the, the last racer we know of in that family? I think at the time these guys were coming up, it was their racing skills that got them the attention. Nowadays, I think. Uh, there's, a, there's a whole package, PR skills, public skills, public speaking, racing. You've you got, you got so many things that are part of a package in racing nowadays that it may have taken the edge off of winning on skill alone. Yeah, and uh, obviously uh, yeah, being able to bring money to the table is, uh, is a huge deal. It's, it's not a cheap sport. And, uh, uh, you know, you've you got to be able to uh, – uh, finance these things. I'm, I'm, I'm excited, though. You know, the um, it, it, it's always exciting to uh, to look back on a career like Al Unser's. I, I'm particularly excited uh, that he got to see Elio Castroneves uh, win his fourth Indy 500 this summer. I, I in a in a year of great racing, Bill. I, I think that event, the, the both the emotion of that event, but also uh, as as sort of the biggest uh, public sporting event since the, the COVID epidemic. I, I, I think that was the highlight for me this year, uh, racing-wise. What do you think? Well, I think IndyCar racing is the best racing we've got here in the United States nowadays. It, it's close. You, you know, you, 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 you can't tell who's going to win before the race, uh, unlike uh, some other sanctioning bodies. Uh, yeah, the cars are pretty much the same. They're all the Lara's. The, the racing is, is superb, and uh, I, I think you, you've got to give kudos to Roger Penske for, for leading that, that uh, the, the new era of IndyCar racing and uh, bringing the Indianapolis Speedway up to uh, world standards. It's, uh, it's a new day, I think, in IndyCar racing. 
Yeah, I, I agree. We're uh, it's a tremendously exciting series, and uh, this uh, uh, in 2023 we have to we have to wait a year. We're going to have one more uh, IndyCar race up here at Belle Isle in 2022, but then 2023, Bill, uh, IndyCar is coming back to the streets of Detroit. Yeah, um, uh, yeah that's something. You you uh, were you here for any of the Formula One races in downtown Detroit? No, the, the last Formula One races that I attended was Watkins Glen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Formula One does in Miami. I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be fabulous. Uh, they're telling me now that all the tickets are sold out. Of course, Miami being an international city, it'll draw from Central South America uh, very strongly. So uh, that's going to be interesting. And the race tomorrow, uh, that uh, you know, Formula One has. has uh, been through its dull moments, but boy, this year has been uh, dramatic. Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's great to see the uh, Formula One now is run by a uh, American uh, company. They they clearly are determined to uh, bring more and more Formula One racing here to the United States. Uh, Drive to Survive is a is a hit uh, on Netflix, and uh, it's great to see. Formula One doing well as well as IndyCar. Well, Bill, uh, great yeah. to uh, great to hear from you, and appreciate your sharing your memories of Al Unser. Uh Henry, it's always a pleasure speaking with you. I've had many pleasant times with you and your dad over the years, and I, I'm honored that you called. Thank you. All right, uh, uh, we're going to take a break here and hear from our sponsors on the other side. We'll be talking to Taz Jupiter about that new Corvette Z06 that John Heinrich oh, was driving. mentioning in the last segment. You're on Car Radio, I'm 9, driving. 10 a.m. Hey, Henry. Are you getting the most out of your Medicare plan? Are you sure? Many people with Medicare are eligible for plans that include extra benefits in addition to those found in original Medicare. Benefits like dental, vision, and prescription drug coverage. Call now to see if you're eligible to enroll. The consultation is free with no obligation to enroll. In addition to hospital and medical coverage, at no extra cost, you could also get coverage for prescription drugs, dental, hearing, vision, and more. In many areas, plans with benefits are available with $0 copays for many services, $0 monthly premiums, or $0 deductibles. That's hospital, medical, prescription drug, dental coverage, and more included in one plan with premiums that may be as low as $0 a month. Call now to see if you're eligible to enroll. The consultation is free and there's no obligation to enroll. Call 1-800-571-8580. That's 1-800-571-8580. So you've decided to go to college. That's cool. So pop quiz, which is a better way to earn your degree? Commute to college and fill your gas tank, get stuck in traffic, drive in bad weather, try to find a parking space, walk a half mile to class, or learn online at Independence University. You don't go to college. College goes to you. That's Independence. That's Independence University. And all your supplies, including a brand new laptop and tablet, are included with tuition. Independence U for an independent you. Call 1-800-556-7791. 
Do you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS? If so, you may qualify for the IRS's Fresh Start Program. The Fresh Start Program is one of the biggest tax breaks the IRS has offered. Call Tax Group Center at 800-685-6150 to see if you qualify for the IRS's Fresh Start Program. Their team of tax experts and attorneys will get you the best tax settlement possible. Call 800-685-6150 now to learn if you qualify for the IRS's Fresh Start Program. Call Tax Group Center at 800-685-6150. 800-685-6150. Are you drowning in debt? Struggling just to make minimum payments? It's not your fault. Serious debt can happen to anyone, but there is hope. Our debt-free program has helped thousands of good people, just like you, eliminate their credit card debt. Call us today, and we will dramatically reduce your credit card debt down to just a fraction of what you owe. The call is free. The consultation is free. Take control of your credit debt. Take control of your life again. Call now to see how our debt-free program can work for you. Call 800-872-5230. If you or a loved one underwent hernia surgery between 2010 and 2016 and then suffered serious complications, call right now. You may be entitled to financial compensation. Complications associated with FISO-MESH include chronic pain, infection, adhesions, mesh migration, reopening of the hernia, and other serious injuries. Call right now. Call 1-800-799-2091. Again, that's 1-800-799-2091. Welcome back to Car Radio. You're on 910 AM Superstation. Uh, we're talking ahead of the break uh, in the last a- uh, hour, talking with John Heinrich about the new Corvette C8 and the Corvette Z06 variant, performance variant, coming up. Uh, I got a sneak preview of it uh, with Taz Jupiter, who is the chief executive engineer uh, for the Corvette Z06. What an exciting car. Uh, here's Taz Jupiter. Uh, uh, that Taz Jupiter interview coming from the Warren Design Center. All right, this is Henry Payne with 910 Radio in a cool place, the GM Design Dome. And uh, I'm staring at the all-new 2023 Chevy Corvette Z06. I'm with Taz Jupiter, who is Executive Chief Chief Poobah, Executive Chief Engineer uh, on this vehicle. And... and, uh, Page, uh, uh describe what we're looking at. Well, we actually have two cars here uh, for you. Um, it's the new Z06, so it'll come out next summer as a 2023 model. People have been obviously waiting for that every ever since uh, we introduced the, the Z8 way back when. <laughs> um, people have been asking about the Z06, and of course we've been working on it, and we've been working on it in plain sight. We've been running the engine on uh, our 5.5 liter dope double overhead cam uh, motor in the race series the last two years in our race car so we've been hiding in plain sight so to speak yeah. um, developing the heart of the beast uh, and so this Z06 follows a familiar uh, formula that we've done on previous generations except more so uh, so we start with the stingray and then we amp everything up this is the first time we've done like a full perimeter so front fascia rear fascia fenders and quarters. Usually we hold over one end or the other, uh, but this time the whole perimeter of the car is new. That enables us to do a better job on aero, package more coolers. We want this thing to be extremely robust on track. 
both ends and, and the trans require very low lube temps, you know, very high quality lubrication. So I want to make sure we did a really good job with that. And um, speaking of the engine, it's really the heart of the beast. Uh, in previous generations, we basically hot rodded the standard small block uh, to a higher level of power output. Yeah, generally just your supercharging. The supercharging or bigger displacement or, you know, higher compression ratio that the TAMS has done before. Um, but now we started with like sheet paper. We started with an all new engine family, basically a, a unique engine design specifically tailored at this car. And the background is the Z06s have historically been naturally aspirated. For the seventh generation, we went to a supercharged solution, which gave us a lot of horsepower, but it was a little bit of a step back in terms of the real visceral engagement of how a lot of people really pine for the old 7-liter LS7, uh, if you recall, from the sixth generation car. So that, that kind of purity of experience, uh, like the race car, naturally aspirated. The problem we had, of course, was how do you do an engine that makes more power than a supercharged engine at higher displacement? And we weren't even sure it was possible. But we started with a blank sheet of paper and that objective in mind. And we just found out actually today uh, we finished the SAE process for certification on uh, engine horsepower. And we can tell you that it's uh, certified today at 670 horsepower, mm -hmm. which makes it uh, more normally aspirated engine. 670. Normally 670. So um, that makes it. If you look at all of automotive history, naturally aspirated V8, this is the highest, not by a little, by a lot. Mm -hmm. um, from the best we can tell, uh, Mercedes AMG uh, Black Series uh, 6.2 liter. Uh, produced uh, 622 horsepower, I think. Mm -hmm. So here we are, uh, less displacement, but actually almost 50 horsepower more. Yeah, that's, that's wild. And, and as you say, it's been hiding in plain sight. We knew that the, uh, the five and a half liter in the C8R race car, right. uh, high revving. Uh, uh, the V8 sounds like a Ferrari, is generally helping you describe it. Right? Well, it's got the base of kind of some of that uh, American Thunder in it as well, so yeah. we weren't trying to imitate Ferrari. Yeah. Flat plane crank, though, obviously. Right. And that's, that's where you're getting the power, is with the high revs and the helpful. flat plane crank. Yeah, that's very helpful. So it's low inertia, the engine spins up uh, really quickly, extremely responsive, especially coupled with our DCT. You can change engine speeds instantaneously for different levels of performance. And the power peak is right at uh, red line, essentially, right at uh, 8,500. And so that the car just charges to the red line. It's just a frenzy to get to the red line and bang off that next gear change. It's just You're 8,600 8, 8, 8, RPM is red fuel line. shut off. If you look at the gauge, it's 8,500, but it's fuel shut off at 86. So. Uh, if you're shifting manually, as is really fun to do, you better be quick. You better have your, your finger on the paddle ready to go because you better time it just perfectly or you could hit it if you'll shut up. It's swinging. <laughs> the tack is swinging by so quickly. So for the, 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 the race guys uh, must be jealous because I think they're capped oh, at 500 horsepower oh, yeah. by no, IMSA. We, we, we have a lot more power than they do. <laughs> <laughs> and we've had some other uh, race drivers in the car, and um, you'll see in the reveal video next uh, week, you'll see Oliver Gavin, who just retired mm -hmm. from the race program last year. He's been helping us do some development work, so he's been at the ring and driven the car, and he's going to continue working with us um, and actually help uh, with the European launch of the car. you have a, a Nürburgring time to release yet? No, we don't. Uh, that's usually the last thing we do. We've been doing development work uh, at the ring, and so if all the stars align, uh, maybe next year we'll be able to 
go for a fast lap. They don't make it easy on us, and it's really, it's a nice to do, it's not a have to do. Have to do is get the development work done so the car is really competent on that track, competent on the Autobahn, that's what we do when we, we go over there. And we're really looking forward to selling this car in Europe as well. Yeah. Well, as you, as you say, I mean, this is a, 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 a dramatic change from the base car, which is a pushrod V8, makes 495 horsepower. Correct. You're going all new powertrain here uh, with, with the, uh, the five and a half liter flat plane crank. Um, did, did, uh, what we're looking at, too, visually is, is dramatically different, as you say, sheet metal from the, uh, from the standard uh, C8. Was the idea that because you were making such a dramatic change to the engine, just everything naturally should be changed uh, as well? So the performance aspirations of the car essentially forced the car to look different, packaging the larger heat exchangers, much larger openings in the quarter. That's feeding air. It does three things, actually. feeds air into coolers that reside back there uh, that cool the engine and the trans. It also puts cool air into the engine compartment um, so that it can just evacuate generally hot air in the engine compartment. And it feeds the engine. The intake, uh, the induction system runs right through the top part of that quarter. So it's enabled by the wider tires. It's the first time we've ever done 345 millimeter wide tires on the back, the 21 inches in diameter. So by far the biggest tires we've ever used on Corvette. That width of the car drives the quarter panel out, and that's part of the reason or the enabler to make that side opening look so aggressive. And it needs to be that big to be functional. Yeah. So feeding the air into the engine, having low restriction intake and exhaust, helps the engine be able to spin up to that RPM. And it's a, essentially a pump, and so processing that air through and the exhaust out helps drive that performance. Yeah. So as we, we walk around the back here, then, this, this whole rear quarter is significantly wider than yes. in a standard C8. Yeah. How much? Uh, well, it's exactly the width of the tire. So the tires get 40 millimeters diameter or uh, wider than the standard car. All that width goes into the quarter. So it's about 40 millimeters per side. So about 80 overall, a little over three inches wider mm -hmm. the car is. The fascia follows that out. And then the graphics on the rear end we let uh, the hot air out of the engine compartment through grills on the back end of the car. Those get proportionally bigger as well. You, uh, you know, we're looking at a pretty substantial uh, diffuser. The the, uh, the pipes, the, the, the pipes are, I, I, I can't even remember now, the C8 pipes were central as they are here? No. It's a good observation. Mm -hmm. So uh, Stingray has outboard exhaust right. tips. And uh, actually late in the program, um, we realized we could probably do a better job on the exhaust sound. Our first plan was to basically retune that same configuration of exhaust. But the flat plane crank engine requires very specific geometry in the exhaust to get the best sound out of it. And that required actually late re-architecting of not just the exhaust system, but actually the whole lower back end of the car. And that's why if you look at the side shots from early on, you'll see these wide-bodied cars running around with exhaust tips outboard. And then later in the program, you start to see them come in to the center. Now, on C7, we had them in the center, so it's a look we're familiar with, but the execution is very different. The tips that you see are no longer actually attached to the exhaust pipe, uh, which is atypical for us. We usually have genuine tips welded right onto the, the pipe. 
But the challenge on this car was to get the car sounding really good both outside and to the driver. And because you have so much engine and distance between you and the exhaust tips, the sound from the inside of the car tends to get lost. It's so far behind you. And so that's one of the challenges we had. And so for functional reasons, we actually end the exhaust system forward of those tips and then we shape those tips like reverse megaphone so as the sound pulses from out of the tips and expand they reflect off those surfaces and go forward and that actually you can hear it you can a b it in the car really easily you can really tell the difference having those tips on or not now a lot of cars do facial mounted exhaust tips but they're just fake tips right. you know they just want to get a graphic a shape um, we needed to do this for functional reasons. All right, we will continue with Chad Schuchter's interview about the Corvette Z06 after the break. Okay, so are you embarrassed by your dark, crusty toenails? Did you know it could be nail fungus? Horsley Foot and Ankle can get rid of nail fungus quickly and naturally. Traditional nail treatments have included painful toenail removal, taking pills, or applying topical solutions that may not even work. Why bother with pills that could damage your liver? Let the foot specialists of Horsley Foot and Ankle immediately clear up your thickened, discolored, brittle, and crumbly toenails with the safest and most effective FDA-approved laser treatment. Call Horsley Foot and Ankle Surgeons today and make your appointment at 248-559-5200. Ladies, summer is just around the corner, and I know you want to wear those sexy, strappy sandals. Fellas, you can stop wearing those thick socks with your sandals, too. Call Horsley Foot and Ankle Surgeons today and get rid of nail fungus. Call 248-559-5200. That's 248-559-5200. Log on to horsleyfoot.com for more info. Here on Redline and Ben Collet Thompson. Go read my people. Crusader for Justice by George Damon Key, who died fighting for black people. Did more for black people than Wendell Anthony will ever do in this nation. But here's what Damon Keith said, Wendell Anthony. He's a bully, he's a thug, and he's a two-bit hustler who has used the presidency of the Detroit branch of the NAACP for his own financial and political gain. Wendell Anthony is kneeling before the mayor like a puppy, culturally emasculated leader of the NAACP. You ain't no threat to no status quo. We see through you. And you can only get it here on 910 AM Superstation. Hi, I'm Hunter Ellis, and this is Atomic Beam USA. Another bright idea from Bulbhead, the ultra-bright, tough-grade flashlight that features tactical technology used by U.S. Special Forces. This flashlight has a feeble 125 lux output. The Atomic Beam USA has up to 5,000 lux. That's 40 times more. We're going to drop it hundreds of feet from this helicopter. It hits the tarmac, and it's still working. That's what I call a tough flashlight. Heavy downpours, mud puddles, even extreme temperatures are no match. You could spend over $100, or the Atomic Beam USA can be yours for just $19.99 with free lifetime guarantee. Order now, you can double it and get a second Atomic Beam USA. Just pay a separate fee, and we'll even ship them to you for free. Atomic Beam USA is just $19.99. Order now. Call 1-800-638-2619 to get your Atomic Beam USA. Call now or go to Atomic Beam so call 1-800-638-2619. Deluxe version available. Order now. 9 to a.m. Superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our Godfather package. 200 spots for $500 with a must-air-within-30-day policy. That is only $2.50 per spot, and we will even produce the spots free. That's right, free. 
Call Jamie Harrington now at 248-357-4566. That's 248-357-4566. All right, welcome back to Car Radio. We continue with our interview with Tad Schuchter on the new Corvette Z06. About them, the whole idea is to get a balance of the great sound of the car as it goes by you standing outside and also the driving experience when you're inside the vehicle. Yeah. Yes. You, you said there are two cars here. Yes. Uh, second one over here in bright orange has a, has a big wing on the back. So we started with the standard which is still totally track-capable, um, you know, very, uh, it's got all the cooling that it needs uh, for track-capable, but like the last generation, we offer a Z07 package, so that's for somebody who's really pretty hardcore, definitely intends to take it to the track. Mm-hmm. It runs on the cup tires, which are practically racing slicks, mm-hmm. but you get all the unique chassis tuning, and you get the unique aero package that you see here that includes a high wing. Um, and the total performance of this aero package is the best we've ever seen in terms of the balance of lift and drag. Um, compared you're, you're, I think on the, this, the ZR1, I want to say the wing got you about 1,000 pounds of downforce. This would be this, in that territory? What we're doing is we're um, comparing everything at 186 miles an hour, 300 kilometers an hour. This actually outperforms that car pretty substantially. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I remember right, it's uh, 6% more downforce and 8% less drag um, than that car. So here we are. This is a Z06, not a ZR1, oh, right. but it's well outperforming the last-gen ZR1. Mm-hmm. And it does so on the track as well. This, this will handily be a C7. ZO6 on the track, and it'll run with the ZR1, and because of the aero performance and the way we've made the tires more robustly performing, it'll do lap after lap after lap at peak speeds. And so if you look at the average time in a lapping session, this will be quite a bit quicker than the C7 ZR1, which is which is something. <laughs> that car was pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite a car. Let me bring you around to the front here, because the, the front is also uh, uh, dramatically different. Uh, uh, people people recognize it uh, right away as a, as a uh, Z06 as opposed to a standard car. What are you doing up front here? So in the front, uh, I talked about the cooling of the car. We really need to have robust cooling. We're going to sell the car around the world, including the Middle East. Um, we expect people to be running on tracks uh, all around the world. So we want to make sure we have really good cooling. And so like the difference between last gen Z06 and ZR1, we did a new front fascia, so we're doing the same thing here. And so on the Stingray, we have the, the heat exchangers outboard and the big center front. On this one, we put at, add an additional pretty large heat exchanger in the middle, and we managed to keep the front. So the front trunk compartment is the same size as people are used to on the Stingray. Same thing for the rear. So all that utility comes with this car with that much more track capability. You can still vacation up north with it. You still can. And that's, you know, that's part of the tradition we have on Corvette. Even our most serious track cars are still pretty reasonably riding cars. Mm-hmm. You don't get sick of them. Um, after you get off the track, you can still do grand touring in them. We have all the modes. The, the magnetic ride is fourth gen. Mag, mag ride is uh, standard you know, me, on this car. Let me take you around to the interior uh, and, and finish up on that because yeah, the interior, of course, in the C8 was such a dramatic departure from the last generation yes. as well. Did you advance that here, or is the interior pretty similar? So the interior geometry, yeah, the basic surfaces are very much the same. We've upgraded uh, materials. 
and actually the standard Stingray uh, benefits because we were thinking about this car when we were doing that car. We knew this was going to be at a higher price point, mm -hmm. and so we really wanted an interior that would look at home in a more expensive car. And so a lot of people, when the C8 came out and looked at the way we executed the interior, they said, how did, how did you do that? We were winning awards for the interior, which hasn't historically been a Corvette strength, mm -hmm. but we turned a weakness into a strength, and this takes it the next step farther. If you look at this car, uh, which is an up-level car, admittedly, uh, you can see a bunch of new content. So the carbon fiber that you see here is optional. Um, for people who like carbon, we're giving them a lot of it. And you can see the sculptural shapes, shapes uh, big pieces on the door, and almost the whole center console. Very tricky to manufacture, including the cup holder door, all rendered in carbon. So on a Stingray, you can get um, FE5, or FA5 um, carbon package that has small accents. Mm -hmm. On this one, it's much bigger. Big pieces on door, center console, and you can see the steering wheel here rendered in carbon, which you see on very, very expensive uh, premium vehicles. Mm -hmm. And of course, we have a heated wheel, all the, the usual stuff, heated wheel, but the reason I bring that up, it's not everybody heats the carbon sections of the wheel. They'll heat the part that's leather, where you'd expect your hands to be touched, mm -hmm. but this has a lot of carbon all the way around the rim. You want that to be warm too, and so that heats up with the heated steering wheel. That's really, really impressive. Um, just to uh, to finish with price, I, I know you guys are not finalizing it because it's, right. uh, this car isn't going to come on market until uh, until uh, the summer of 2022. Which is not that far away, yeah. really. <laughs> We're almost done with 21 already. It's amazing. But, but you've already right. talked about the performance of this vehicle out, out, uh, right. uh, out does that of the outgoing ZR1, which is 100 and... What? How, how would the ZR1 sell for? Twenty start. I mean, we had those between one twenty and one forty. Yeah. And so um, this will this will start well under a hundred thousand dollars. Actually, our, our, you know, everybody was shocked when we brought out the Stingray at sixty thousand. The the price ladder that you're familiar with is expected to be more or less continued here. Yeah. So people who are familiar with the the, the markups between a, a Stingray, Z06. It'll it'll be similar, and the price hasn't been established right. yet. Um, that's done late. Um, but it won't be a shocker to people. It'll be right. a surprising deal. And the car we're looking at here is a retracting hardtop. So that's one nice thing is you can get this state-of-the-art performance car and you get your choice of coupe with a removable roof or the retracting hardtop. So we've managed to take the super high output double overhead cam engine with super free breathing intake, you know, a very tall intake plenum, pack it under a folding hardtop so you can have your cake and eat it too. Yeah, just like the standard car. Just like the standard car, <laughs> except T a lot Jupiter, more power. <laughs> uh, uh, executive Chief Engineer for the Corvette C8 and now the all-new C8 Z06. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. All right, that will do it for us today here at Car Radio. Great show. Thanks for joining us over the last two hours. I'm Henry Payne. Auto columnist for the Detroit News. I will be back next week. In the, mean, in the meantime, keep the shiny side up.
Kia on Redline and Ben Cole Thompson. Go read my people, Crusader for Justice by George Damon Key, who died fighting for black people, did more for black people than Wendell Anthony will ever do in this nation. But here's what Damon Key said, Wendell Anthony. He's a bully, he's a thug, and he's a two-bit hustler who has used the presidency of the Detroit branch of the NAACP for his own financial and political gain. Wendell Anthony is kneeling before the mayor like a puppy, culturally emasculated leader of the NAACP. You are no threat to no status quo. We see through you. And you can only get it here on 910 AM Superstation. It's amazing. The biggest selling gospel album of all times is Aretha Franklin's Amazing Grace. What's also amazing is Reverend Jim Holly Ministries is offering the official Aretha Amazing Grace coloring book for $11.99. Or order the mini version book for $6.99 at Amazon.com. Color and discover the Queen of Soul. This book is relaxing and therapeutic for kids from 2 to 102. Bless your family and friends. Order yours today. We all love fried food, but the problem is all that excess oil and fat can cause you to become overweight. Well, now there's the Cook Light Aero Fryer, an amazing kitchen miracle that uses air to fry instead of oil, so you can have the same delicious flavor and crispy